But it's a big weekend across all three codes, and there's not too many people out there who are as across all three codes as Mickey McGuan, and he joins us on Big V Racing. Hello, Mick. G'day, Matty. How are you, Sean? Good, yeah. Mick. Well, thank you, mate. Very exciting weekend across all three codes, but we should start with the Phoenix tomorrow night because it is the headline act. It's uh, worth a lot of prize money, and what a field they've been able to assemble tomorrow night. Oh, isn't it a magnificent field? It'll be a, it'll be a terrific race, and I reckon the box draw has made the outcome of the race very interesting. Um, we've got our own RSN's very own McInerney out there in box eight. Um, it's got the wobbles in the market a little bit. Of twenty one dollars was bet early into nineteen, got back out to twenty six dollars. Uh, I think it's huge odds each way, and if it gets the breaks that goes its way and they jam up on the inside, this is the type of dog that could loop the field and be in a striking position. So I think for our listeners uh, to support our very own RSN's Greyhound in the Phoenix, you can certainly entertain a small bet each way on it. But if you look at the race in its entirety, I keep coming back to Amron Boy. I think the speed in one and two, She's a Pool and Paddy Wants Pats, could make the race for Amron Boy. Eldorado and Zippy Tesla drawn either side of Amron Boy in box four. I just think they're a little bit tart in, could present Amron Boy the race getting after the two leaders because I can't see well she's fast in box six or even Tiana Bale, the Queenslander, uh, making a play for the lead. And I just think the race just come, I just keep coming back to Amron Boy. And as you know, boys, we've been in this Greyhounds corner for a long period of time. And I just think this is one of the best, if not the best chaser in the land. Very quick dog too, to that first mark. Yeah, he can be hit and miss at the start, Sean. Mm. Uh, but if he just strikes it right and gets the timing right, um, he could be sitting outside. Paddy want, wants Pats or She's a Pearl, I think, are the two logical grounds that might find uh, the leader's position going to the winning post the first time. But the race doesn't finish there. We know Amron Boy is very, very strong. And if he gets the camp on those two, those two dogs, we'll certainly know Amron Boy's in the race. And I think... He's clearly the one to beat at uh, 9 to 4 in the marketplace, $3.20 in the new. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting. Looking forward to having the boys in the studio shortly to dissect it all. What about at Flemington tomorrow, Mick? Uh, it's a nice program. The Kensington Stakes is the headline uh, on the on the meeting, but it's uh, I reckon it's a pretty nice meeting for mid-December. Well, it is. I, I really like the Kensington Stakes from a betting perspective. I'm keen on Rose Courts. So I just think it will justify the short quote at $2.50. Loves a straight. Loved its run at Corfu when charged home and ran second behind Jigsaw. And I've got no doubt with only 54 kilos on its back tomorrow to be roaring home again and can go one better than its last start. New long command in the race, I think it'll ensure good seed. So I think the race sets up well for Rose Courts, who loves the straight. And the other horse I like on the program, I think we can get something out of, is race five, the Furphy Festive Season, benchmark 84, number six, Munamek. Uh, for Nick Ryan, Damien Oliver, drawn barrier one. Now, as we know, this horse has only had four starts for Nick Ryan. Uh, I'd forgive its last start at Ballarat Cup Day when it raced on a deteriorating track, got to the inside where you couldn't be. But you have a look at the form out of the race. Uh, we know Detonator Jack franked the form last week. It won in comprehensive fashion. And I love the tick-over jump-out on the 9th of December that this horse has had over 800 metres at Flemington since that Ballarat third. If the inside barrier is not a significant disadvantage tomorrow in barrier one, um, I'm expecting Wunamek to get the money. It'll be really strong late, and I think the race also sets up really strongly for it, even though there's probably a couple of other live chances, but I'm pretty keen on the Nick, Nick Ryan D. Oliver charge Wunamek in race five. The one thing Nick Ryan does, he places his horses well, doesn't he? 
Yeah, and he's a very good trainer, Sean. Mm. Um, he's just got a sense of timing about his horses, and obviously it's the old school mentality. It's a bit of a betting stable. Uh, you've got to follow the money trend there, and uh, generally he's not far off the mark when they put their own on. What about the Cranbourne Cup tomorrow night, Mick? Can't wait to see Rock and Roll do back in action. We just spoke to Mick Stanley then. Uh, he's travelled well back from New Zealand, and uh, it's a good field as well. It is a great field. It's got some intrigue about it because you've got Jason Grimson, who probably holds the key to the race early with these two charges off the front line in number three, Firefox, who I think is the first leader. But I think uh, the way Major Meister has gone since Jason Grimson has taken over the training of the horse, he probably gets the front or Firefox. So Nathan Jack and Cameron Hart probably got some decisions to make there. But with the money trail at the moment, with the early betting, when the fixed odds went up, there was significant money for Major Meister straight away. But it is a step up in class for Major Meister. And there's some tried and true horses that have been in far superior races over the last month or so. And Rock and Roll Do, I think, is no doubt the best horse in the race. It's just got the awkward barrier draw to contend with in barrier 12. And I think Mick will try to put this horse into the race at Cranbourne to be in a striking position, probably from the mile mark. And then you've got a couple of other horses that have ran particularly well in the Inter-Dominion series. And, you know, you've got Mac Dan, who didn't have any luck at all in the Inter-Dominion final, just couldn't get in the race because of the draw, went back, stayed back, and it was a rails run uh, race where uh, all horses along the rail figured in the finish. And the other horse that probably represents some value in this uh, Pacers Cup final, uh, Pacers Cup at Cranbourne tomorrow night is... Uh, number seven, Bunduran, for Amanda Turnbull. It's flying, this horse. Um, it's $21 in the marketplace. And if there happens to be a duel and Mac Dan wants to get to the death first and Rock and Roll do wants to go there and Mark Pitt doesn't decide to hand up and they put pressure on Major Meister, Bunduran could be the one sitting out the back and could be the one charging home over the trip that I think it likes. So a $21 hit represents some value in the Pacers Cup. It'll be interesting to see how those horses who went through the Dominion back up in this. Yeah, generally it holds them in good stead because, mm. as we know, the standard bred's a really strong animal and they can cop racing, as we witnessed in the Inter-Dominion series. And I suppose the biggest challenge for Mick, and I'm glad you mentioned that he said that the horses travel back particularly well from New Zealand. Some cope with it really well and some struggle with it, but I don't think Mick could present this horse no. in the Cranbourne Cup if he didn't think it had recovered from the trip and it's ready to go. Uh, he's a terrific young trainer, Mick Stanley. Uh, loves the horse, but trains the horse particularly well. And I know he's really excited about this horse's talent. And the other talent, and the other thing about this horse, it's got great depth. Um, it, it loves a hard race. Uh, it can get up on speed. It can control the depth. It looks like it might be floating a little bit, but that's the way it races. Uh, but when it's time to go, and Mick Stanley says, let's press the button, big boy, um, this big boy might stick his head out at the end of the race, and I think it's probably the horse to beat. Now, Mick, I see a tweet from yours, a tweet of yours during the week, you were uh, track watching for the Brisbane Lions. Is that right? Yeah, I actually, uh, I went to the Gold Coast Training Centre on the Monday and then I thought, well, while I'm up here, I might as well drive to Brisbane. I'll get a look at the Brisbane Lions to see how they're tracking. And we called into Doom and Races first, as you do, <laughs> and then on the way to the new establishment, which is where the AFLW Grand Final was played. That's where the Brisbane Lions' new home is. And they had a four o'clock training session, which I was surprised considering the heat. Uh, generally, most clubs look after their players and train probably early in the morning, but maybe it's a form of conditioning when they have sort of those twilight games up here uh, as a part of their preparation. Uh, but they train really strongly. Good to see Josh Dunkley out there. I was amazed at the conditioning of a couple of players. Daniel Rich, I reckon he's lost four to five kilos. He was doing a lot of 
volume running? Yeah, they've um, they've trained really strongly, and I mentioned Daniel Rich. If he's not four or five kilos lighter on his frame, I'm not here. And also Dane Zorko, who was obviously their captain last year, so whether there's a changing of the guard or he's been read the right act, I reckon he's lost four or five kilos off his frame and he looks totally different in terms of his physique. Uh, so there's two examples of probably what their recruitment has done to the decision-making of the players. to say, well, if you want to be in the best 22, do something about where you're at physically. And I think that's a really healthy proposition to have. And when you add you know, a guy like Will Rashkoff, and I was talking about Choppers Ashcroft Bar post-training was there to watch his boy and Jonathan Brown was up there from the Gold Coast to watch training as well, uh, having a discussion about their preparation. Uh, they're really happy where they're at, watching them firsthand with the drills they did and the intensity they did at, did at that. Um, they're in really good shape. Uh, Mick, enjoy the weekend. It's uh, a terrific weekend across all three codes. Go well, back a couple of winners, and we look forward to catching up with you next Friday. No worries, boys. Enjoy.